Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Doing well. I had a really good gaming week. Excited to talk nice. about some stuff. Happy episode 50, by the way. Yeah, oh my episode god. episode 50, everybody. Celebrate. Zach Ross, how you doing, Zach? Pretty great. Episode 50. Yeah. So this is indeed episode 50. This is also going up a day before the one-year anniversary of the show. Oh my Been god. Been doing this for that long. It has flown That also by. means that, what, we missed two weeks? Yes. <laughs> yep. It, 52 weeks? And you know, I'm pretty okay with that. I mean, one for the holidays, and then I think one in the summer we missed. That's fine yeah. by me. Was that Not when too I bad. was away? Yeah. I don't remember exactly when, but yeah, we, yeah. we just missed two. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Not too bad. Oh, it can only go downhill from here. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got it for, for 2019. Why don't we hop right into this, because we'll have a lot to talk about. First of all, what have you guys been up to over the last week with games? I beat Dragon Quest Eleven. Yes. And you said last finally. week that you were going to beat it before this show, right? Yes, I did. But did you beat it alone? No, you were there. Yeah, and what did I do for you? You grinded for me. I grinded like I was cooking you spaghetti levels while you cooked spaghetti. I cooked spaghetti. I had to put on my suit for a concert I was yep. going to mm-hmm. that night, and uh, I, I was like, I think I'll be ready in about ten minutes. Just have to go like get dressed. Do you want to grind a few more levels? And then you got six levels. It's crazy. It was awesome. It was crazy. I went out to the concert I was performing in and a party afterwards. Yep. And I'm like, we're ready. We're at the level we need to be at. And so Zach came over at 10:45 p.m. <laughs> And I spent an hour going through my inventory, <laughs> dumping useless aggressively items. Aggressively overprepared for this final boss. Yes, went in and beat the boss on my first try. Yep. Well, your first real try. Yes, I, I tried like when I was level 50. 55. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just got railed. Not going to happen, yeah. Yeah, but I beat him, and that game's amazing. The ending? Nice. A little confusing? There was a Zach lot. Zach and I had some theories. There was quite a bit. Did some research. Yeah. Our theories were completely wrong, and we have to talk about that after the <laughs> you show. You did research. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. Yes. I was unaware of this. I've been under the assumption I've been right this whole time. Nope. So it's it's different than you think. Okay. Yep. I'm excited. But I adore that game, and little tease, I'm going to talk about it more later today. Oh. Why? No, we'll leave it at that for now. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I played an hour of Wargroove like Kevin predicted I would. I oh, yes. played the first mission of the campaign. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I really like the money system. Basically, you have these outposts that produce new units, and so every turn you can click on an outpost and spend some of the gold which accrues each turn to buy a new unit to put out there. The more towns that you capture on the battlefield, the more money you produce every turn, and it's just really cool. It's adding a new system. I'm used to just playing Fire Emblem, and so this is really adding a new system to that I'm not used to. It's a very charming game so far, lighthearted story that I really enjoy. Messed around with the level editor for a while. That thing is in-depth. Okay. Very in-depth. If you've ever played WarioWare DIY, which I have played a lot, it's basically programming but very light. Like you're setting triggers and you're like, if someone steps on this square when it's raining, this happens. And you have to like make sure everything works well. And I didn't know what any of the terrain or weapons or characters are so i'm gonna play through the main campaign and then i'm gonna devote a lot of time to designing my own campaign which i'm excited about yeah and i'm gonna make so that requires you yep. to play through the campaign <laughs> which is only 10 to 15 hours okay Not okay terrible. yep Resident no it was Evil also two. about 10 to 15 oh. hours what infamous, infamous second, second son, son. <laughs> 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 not I to know. rub salt in the wound or anything but... i want to know that's a reason one of the reasons i got a ps4 was because that game's in seattle and i think that's cool <laughs> but you played like sure. what, an hour maybe i played like three minutes? and a half hours of that game you're almost there yeah we'll see 
Oh, well. Resident Evil 2. Yep, we beat the first half as Leon. Leon. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spoil anything. Well, first of all, I loved that game. Oh my god, that was, it was so absolutely much fun. amazing. I got so into it, like I was still scared, but like I wasn't afraid to walk around like I was the first few hours uh-huh. we played it. Yeah. And the last boss was intense. I cheesed him. I cheesed him hard. I don't want to say how I cheesed him, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect it to work. Um, but yeah, I, I did a pretty cheesy technique. And then we were down to our last bullet with no health. Yeah. And I'm like, Zach, just shoot him. <laughs> and he did. And it triggered a cutscene. We're like, oh. and then it was still Zach's minute. And we, through the cutscene, we got one more shot and he was about to destroy us. He was about to kill us with the last move. And Zach shot him and it was over. It was amazing. Dang, just stopped. Yeah. We had three boss fights where it came down to the end, our last <sighs> shot. And we did it almost like it's programmed that way. I, it couldn't be programmed yeah. that way. Could it? No. How are we just that lucky? We are that, we are that lucky. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, but that game was super fun, and we were talking before the show, Zach said, I've been thinking about this game a lot. I have, too. We're going to play through the second story, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really want to play as Claire. Mm-hmm. Claire, yep. Yeah. You have anything to add on that game? Um, I, I've always loved horror games. I've never been like a big horror movie or genre kind of guy, but when you play a horror game, you're really into it, and third-person shooters are also, so that was just an amalgamation of everything I love. It's just yeah. so much fun. We had like a half hour. This is one of the, the puzzles were crazy. Like we were yeah. going everywhere. Okay. We didn't, we need to talk about this. What happened? We got so stuck. Oh. Unbelievably oh. stuck. This was something that we both felt very stupid about. <sighs> I was angry. Yeah. So we needed to, we needed to rewire an electrical circuit. And to do that, we needed to scour the police station for two parts. We got two parts, but they were both in a box. So we walk up to this panel, and we're trying to shove the boxes in. totally. And you have an option to examine the items in your inventory. And if you examine the box and rotate it 180 degrees, you can click X to open the package, and it takes out the electrical component you need, and then you can use it. And then we discovered literally four more items. We were lugging around being like, this is useless. Yeah. That if we just examined them, we advanced through the game rapidly after that. Yep. It was so <laughs> aggravating. Yep. <laughs> so you just had to examine them? Yeah. yeah. Like- we were literally walking around with a scepter on our inventory for like three hours, and then when we found this out, we like clicked on the scepter, ripped out a gem in the middle of it, put it in a box we had in our inventory to open the box. It was crazy. We just yeah. had this crap in our inventory forever, and we just had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to like examine it, and it pulls it up close into a 3D space, and you can rotate it and look at it from all Another angles. thing that was stupid was after we had found that out, in the next area, I picked up a trophy, and, he, and Logan looks at me. He's like, you're gonna, you know you got to examine that, right? I was like, Wait, what? And, it was, and I looked under the trophy and there was like a code. There was a code there. for a, I a safe. So, I was like, oh, they did it to me again. Yeah. I felt so stupid. Yeah, but that game was super fun. And Kevin needs to play it. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to get around to it. It's on the list. <laughs> and then the last then... thing I was playing was Kingdom Hearts 1. Hey. Really played wanted... more? Yeah, I played about an hour today. Okay. I, I'm three-ish hours in. Sure. I'm in wonderland right now from alice in wonderland that's like the first it is the first yeah i'm yeah. only the first one after um traverse town yeah which i didn't realize was literally all final fantasy characters until until nearly the end of yep mm-hmm. there were the the characters on the island are final fantasy oh really final fantasy 10 yep oh cool didn't yeah. know that but i enjoyed it i'm enjoying it a lot so far 
Donald dies every battle, and I just let him <laughs> sit there until he gets back up. Yep. Um, the gameplay is a little just mash X right now. I, I hope I learn some more techniques later down the line. Yeah, in the first one. Yeah, that's, that's more of Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah. Okay. It's it's fun though. I mean, it, it's good. I love the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like just the tone of it. I the first island was just like oh, it felt like I was at home. I There's some around that. sick nostalgia for Destiny Island. It's yeah. Crazy. I really like it. I like the characters. I like Sora, who I always used to think was annoying before I actually played a game. But yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I'm going to play the whole dang franchise. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking oh, boy. of Kingdom Hearts, though, Zach. Oh, what a lead-in. I beat it the day the last podcast came out. Friday? Yeah. I beat it on Friday um, in the middle of the day. I was going strong until like 2 in the morning on Thursday night, um, and then I got to the final boss, and I was like, I, I just need to go to bed. I'm so tired. So I did it the next day after I was done with everything. Um and I've been playing it literally the whole week ever since every day. I'm about 40-something hours in. Um, Are you doing a bunch of the side stuff then? Or? Yeah, there's there's some post-game. There's, like, uh, battle gates uh, that, that are, like, the secret challenge. They're not secret, but they're, like, challenges, like, horde battles or whatever. They're, like, okay. the bosses, you know. There's a, a boss post-game uh, who's the hardest boss in the game. Um, but overall, the Kingdom Hearts 3, I... Loved the ending. The final bit after all the Disney stuff was super satisfying. The final boss was a bit underwhelming, but still I felt on a epic enough scale to where it was worth it for the, the buildup in my head. Um, the combat was a bit uh, mash exy. They went way way less with the intricacies like they had in two. Um, but the keyblade diversity was a lot different. So um, there is some other stuff you can do. And I was like getting new abilities up until the final, like they finally give you glide up and like at, oh, really? way, high, at way high <laughs> level. It's like crazy. It's super helpful though in the post game because instead of walking everywhere, you can just glide everywhere, Yeah, which I think is really nice. Um, there is a lot of post game that you can do like, Grinding keyblades, grinding items. There's the photo missions, and then oh yeah, all the item missions and stuff like that. So I've been doing a lot of those because I just kind of wanted to play more Kingdom Hearts because I wasn't done with it because it was a long time coming, you know. So I'm trying to do really as much as I possibly can, and I've put in a lot of time, and I feel like there's still quite a bit left to do. Right now, I'm doing a lot of the stuff for the uh, the bistro in in Twilight. Oh Town. yeah, yep, yeah. Um, because there's a Ratatouille Keyblade, apparently, that there almost is? nobody has because it's oh, really it? hard to get. So I'm is trying to get it. just doing all of the recipes? You have to get a five-star Bistro, which I think is getting excellence on almost all the recipes. Okay, because, see, I've been going back, like, after every world or two, going back to the Bistro and doing some of the cooking stuff. Yeah. And I've been trying to get, uh, like, whatever the three stars is on every single food item that I make. Yeah. So... I mean, there are still ingredients that I haven't found yet. Uh, so. Some of these ingredients are really hard to track down. Um, really? Are they like rare drops or something? Or um, No, you just have to go to like specific places in specific worlds to find them. So, And I feel like a lot of the post-game, and this is an issue I have, is loading screen. It's like 90% loading screen because I'm just going from one place to another to do something. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's an issue I have is that there's a lot of just like in-between time. Also, yeah, it's not... It's not that big of an issue when you're just playing through the game yeah, exactly. normally because they're not that often, but they can be kind of long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only and... imagine what it's like when you're hopping between. Yeah, exactly. When you have to go from place to place to place, it's just a lot of loading screen. It's kind of hard to swallow, but 
uh, at least I don't have to gummy ship. I don't have to gummy ship anymore, but I do because there are some a couple of grinding spots. And also, you have to do a lot of the gummy ship bosses to get the final keyblade, the the strongest keyblade. Um, okay. There's a lot of BS you have to do to get the final keyblade, and I don't know if I want to go through all that because you have to get like seven of one specific item, and I already have a couple of them just by playing some of the mm. some of the post game stuff. So I don't know. Kingdom Hearts three, my favorite Kingdom Hearts, based solely on the story resolutions. It felt so good to finally wrap a lot of stuff up. They set up another game. There's more coming out. Um, in like 10 years. In like 10 years. I have no idea when that's going to happen. They left a lot of stuff open. They set up some bosses at the end. They've got places to go. I don't know. <laughs> we, my kids will be playing it when they're young. I don't know. It'll be you think, crazy. Uh, you think the next one's going to be a Vita title? <laughs> oh, the, oh, that would be a terrible. Oh, my God. I would play it. I know you would. <laughs> I, know, I know you would because you'd be there when it comes It's like, out. yo, the Vita's been dead for eight years. Here's Kingdom Hearts 4. Yep. All right. What? So, but I will talk about Kingdom Hearts a little later. I just wanted to say, say that it is overall my favorite Kingdom Hearts. I've been seeing a lot of people online disappointed with it. Um, There were things I was disappointed on, but overall, I had a great time. And I think that's really all that matters. Why are you able to look past those things you're disappointed for? Because I just see so many tweets that are like, this is what I waited 13 years for. And I would like to just say... You didn't wait 13 years. There's been plenty of Kingdom Hearts titles since Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. So that's something that's kind of been bothering me. Is when and it's not like I, I was spending... I, I wasn't spending every day of my like, man, I really wish I had Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I mean, there were times when I was like playing other stuff and I was like not even thinking about Kingdom <laughs> yeah, Hearts. Yeah, probably like eight years ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like every so often I'd be like, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, that'd be nice. And then I just mm-hmm. forgot about it. Yeah. But overall, I love this game. Good. Okay, Kevin, what have you been playing? I've also been playing yes. Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm not done, but I think I'm pretty close uh, to getting to the final boss. I went through the Big Hero 6 world, so... Um, was it good? I think... Yeah, it, it was good, but they also... They give you a more open world to explore, mm-hmm. kind of like Pirates. But I felt like the Pirates of the Caribbean world was a lot more interesting for me to want to go around and do stuff in like uh with with the big hero six world it kind of just felt like a generic city and it's like well there's some treasure chests out there that you could go find and i guess they give you more of those missions that they give you at the beginning of the big hero six world to do or at least one more that they give you at the end uh more courses to do but i don't know it just it felt like the overall open world wasn't particularly interesting, especially coming off of uh, the Pirates world, which yep. just felt more grand. Um, it was fine just playing through it, but in terms of like going back to explore it, I didn't really want to too much. <laughs> uh, it was fun, though. I did really like the Pirates of the Caribbean world. Shout out to the guy portraying uh, Jack Sparrow. He did a really good job Yeah, I thought at, was... at being Johnny Depp, but not actually being Johnny Depp. However... The worst performance in the game I would have to give to Elizabeth Swan. She was <laughs> utterly terrible. <laughs> it's funny how how you like swing between been like, wow, that that sounds just like the actual voice actor to oh my god, <laughs> got, what happened? Yep. It's like you did so good here. Uh, casting didn't work this time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, disappointing. But but Jack Sparrow, that was great. Yeah, um, I was pleasantly pleased. Really good. Pleasantly. Surprised. Um, when I figured out that you could get the items to upgrade your keyblade in the gummy ship. 
Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that was great. That's that... I was like, I'm not picking up any of these Damascus or whatever. And then I just like blew up some uh, some rocks, some space, space rocks. rocks. Yep. And I just got like four of them. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was nice. That was nice to figure out. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I love the worlds. Um, I yeah, I don't know how close I am to the finish. Zach, do you have any hour estimate? Uh, you, uh, did you beat Big Hero Six? Yes. Okay, you're done with and the, did the the next thing right after that. There's a fight after that. Yeah, you're that you're done with Disney. Okay, so it's just like five to eight more hours of Kingdom Hearts stuff. Okay, all right, and then you're done. I'm getting there. I'm getting close. Yeah, you are. But close. I uh, I put Kingdom Hearts three on hold because I finally got my copy of Katamari Damacy re-roll finally. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch. I wanted that physical copy. GameStop finally had it in stock, so I picked it up. And over the course of the last two days, I played through the whole game. That's it crazy. is not yeah. very long. Um, it doesn't give you a time, or at least I didn't look deep enough to find if there was uh, if it kept track of how many hours I played, but my guess is I played it for around four hours. Um, and for a $30 title... It's not too bad. I'm fine with that. I uh, had a bunch of fun with it. It's it's so ridiculous. Um, obviously, you're just a ball picking up things, uh, and then you get to the size of, like, basically a planet. Um, beyond some weird uh, control hiccups. So basically, it's not like you have one stick that controls your movement as the Katamari and one stick controls the camera. Both of the sticks are used for movement. So there's different, like combinations of how you move the sticks to be able to do certain things like um doing a little like speed up is having to like move the sticks up and down stopping obviously is moving both of them back and then to change basically the camera angle or where you're pushing to you have to put one stick in one direction and one stick in the other direction and you'll turn between and i didn't really grasp that for the first hour so There were a bunch of situations where I was basically walking sideways because I had forgotten how exactly to swap around. So once you get a handle on that sort of stuff, it's not too bad. There's also uh, certain weird collision detection with things where you think you should be able to roll over something without having items drop off your Katamari. And it and you like hit nothing, basically, or like a little a little incline and you lose a couple of items, which can be a little weird, but the music is fantastic. Uh, I love how you start out, you know, really small and like some of the levels you'll start out really small in a certain town. And by the end of it, you're picking up the buildings in that town and you get to see where you are at as a tiny Katamari from like a way larger size. I haven't had, like it's a completely new experience for me for a game since I haven't played any of the other Katamari games before. Um, but that's just like a really cool experience to just see that growth um, for a map that you explored a lot of in one way. And then you go back and, and play through it as a much larger Katamari. And it's super cool. The last level where you're like you're picking up clouds and rainbows and there's a Godzilla in the water. <laughs> it, it just gets so nonsensical. The story is bizarre and I love it. It's just a weird game. Yeah, we, but, were, we were chatting on uh, the phone while you were finishing that and. I was playing Kingdom Hearts, you were playing that, and you would just be like, dude, just picked up a rainbow? What is happening? It sounded like, <laughs> yeah. it sounded like you are having a great time. Yeah, yeah it, it's really fun. You get past the... You, you just got to get through the controls. I, I really feel like that is 
the only hurdle. Once you get the controls down, it's a ton of fun, and I absolutely adore the music. It is fantastic. So I'd highly recommend it if you can if you can pick up a copy. It's a lot of That's fun. It's pretty hard to do uh, though. It's it's been back in in stock at least online for GameStop uh, for the last like week or so. Um, so for anybody who wants a physical copy of Katamari, now is probably the time to do that before. It gets uh, super hard to find again, and then the scalpers are charging like $100 on Amazon for a game that is four hours long and basically worth up to that $30 price tag it's at. Yeah. Uh, Because for $30, it's great, but uh, any more than that. I I can't even imagine someone spending $90 or $100 on this game. It's not worth that. But for what it was, it's a very charming game. Really stupid and ridiculous, but a good time. I recommend people pick it up. You can also pick it up on the eShop as well, so it's there too. But uh, yeah, beyond that, just playing more Stardew with some friends, trying to get through year two. We're about to reach that million-dollar mark. Try and make Grandpa proud, but oh, still proud. moving along in Stardew. Be like, yo, we just took over the town, basically. We're just the conglomerate now. You, you proud of us? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. The uh, new that's... Jojo Co. or whatever. Exactly. We're the new Jojo, Jojo. Cola. Yeah. Uh, ran them out of business, and now we are the overlords of of Stardew Valley. I missed that game, dude. Play it with me. I'll play it with yeah, you. Yeah, I will. Okay, get on I, I stopped playing it on, with my other friends because they got so busy. So I have, yeah. And I'm probably going to get it on Switch. Cool. You were playing it on PC, right, Zach? Yeah. Where were you guys at? Uh, we made I... it to, I think, around the beginning of year two. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Still got a ways to go. There's still so much more to do. I know. Um, but yeah, that's been about it for me. Why don't we hop right into the news then, since we got a big thing to go over in just a little bit. What do we got for news this week, Logan? Xbox Live could be heading to some phone platforms like iOS and Android, but is also going to come to the Switch. That's weird. Oh my god. So what does this exactly mean? Um, it means that for, I think, some cross-platform games, or Microsoft games even in the future, achievements gamer tags things like that could be included in those games on switch kevin what do you think that this means that that's kind of what i was thinking of just in terms of being able to carry over profiles and for the cross-platform games that already have achievements tied to them on xbox you can have them unlock while playing on switch would be my assumption and that's that'd be kind of cool for some people if they if they are a kind of player that enjoys picking up achievements or whatever but they want to have a certain game on the go for the switch and still be able to get achievements i think that'd be kind of cool and that just furthers the uh cross-platform play between the two consoles and then sony's yeah. just sit in their own little corner <laughs> yeah. um, i do not think this means breath of the wild and super mario odyssey will get xbox achievements some people think it means that it does not that'd be ridiculous no way no way <laughs> i would play those because of the achievements it's going to be like Rocket League, where you turn on Rocket League, but mm-hmm. then you log into your Rocket League account inside of that game. It's yeah. I don't think going to take over your Switch OS or anything like that on the home screen. It'll just be once just you launch you, a game. Gives you the Xbox One dashboard <laughs> on your Switch. That'd be disgusting. Whoa. But that was just pretty interesting news. I really like Microsoft, actually. I don't own an Xbox One right now. But I love Microsoft as a company. Yeah, they're doing a lot of awesome things in, in yeah. the gaming industry. That's well, Super Bowl I feel commercial. Like, mm. Oh, I love that uh, commercial. It was so yeah. good. That's kind of how the company that's, you know, lagging back in the generation, that's what they're trying to do is try and either build up goodwill or just, like, 
come up with uh, new things to do to yeah. try and build up that brand again. Because the Xbox One has certainly struggled in the face of the PS4, but I think that these new features that they've been implementing with the Xbox One will go a long way for the next yeah. console. But I think Microsoft has always kind of tried to do this. I don't think it's just because they're kind of in last place right now. I mean, the Xbox One, those initiatives they tried to implement that people had immense backlash to, that was trying to push the industry in a new direction. Uh, I mean... An example I think I've talked about before is you go back to the original Xbox, it included an Ethernet port. Ethernet wasn't a mainstream thing now. Here we are 20 years later, and it's still a mainstream thing. So I think they've always been more forward-thinking, and just now they're trying to be inclusive. Everyone can play games on any platform, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and then things like Game Pass yeah. are really cool. Yeah. And once they start, you know, they have all of these new studios now, and once they start to build up a good library... Of, of exclusive games that you could play on Game Pass, I think that'll really bolster uh, the entire console, especially when we get into the next iteration of Xbox within the next year or two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, no achievements uh, for Odyssey, I wouldn't think. Dang. But, yeah. so- South by Southwest is coming up next month, a convention. Sonic has always made an appearance there the last few years. He's doing it again, another Sonic the Hedgehog panel, where I predict they will announce Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 hd remakes i would be so ecstatic me too that's my, That'd be super cool my hope yeah so look forward to that we won't talk about that since we got to move on <laughs> ps plus games were announced for february awesome list kevin are you excited to grab these and add them <laughs> to your library oh wait <laughs> oh yeah i'd be really excited uh to roll over to a store and pick up a ps plus subscription again <laughs> and then go download those games yep for Honor and the first season of Hitman, which I want to play. I've wanted to play Hitman for a long time, and I know season two, I think, just finished. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that it's free, I think that's the perfect excuse because I've already downloaded it and I'm ready to... No, I think it was just Hitman 2. It wasn't a season. It was just I Hitman 2. I thought there were episodes. There was... Hitman 2 is a full game to launch, but there were special limited time episodes. Got it. Yeah. I'm it's confusing. Sure it's they're, they're doing a weird thing. Yeah. I don't think of episodic when I think of Hitman, but... Hitman's, I, I used to play them back on PS2 a long time ago, and I was always in like half interested in the series. It was super brutal. It's Well, it's called Hitman, of course, but it's it seems like it's been doing really well. I've seen some gameplay online, and it just seems like it's really like choose your own path to get to this target, and then you can just play your own way, and I think that's yeah. super cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. And then on PS3, Dive Kick. And Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, for those of you that like 90-minute cutscenes. I do. For those of you who like movies. Yes. Yes. And then Gunhouse and Rogue Aces for my Vita. And I believe that those are the last PS Plus games for PS3 and Vita. I think so, Holy crap, are they really? Yeah. Yeah. They announced that a while ago, and we're finally here. I love my Vita, but I don't play. You've got to finish Gold How long has it been since you've touched that? Um, Yeah. I played it. I played yeah. it over winter break. Okay, so so a month, month too long and change. Ago. Yeah, a month and change. Not yeah. bad with how much I've been trying to get through on other other places. Yeah, like PlayStation VR. <laughs> yeah, you still have that. You... Yeah, and I understand why the guy I borrowed it from doesn't touch it because I haven't touched it since I beat Astrobot. But you remember that thing I told you about Groundhog Day? <laughs> oh yeah, there's gonna be a Groundhog Day sequel. Video game sequel. So the 80s movie Groundhog Day starring Bill Murray, which is a movie that both Logan and I love quite a bit, <laughs> is getting a video game VR sequel coming out 
exclusively for PlayStation VR, and I kind of really want to play it. <laughs> so so, so did somebody just have like the rights for that, and it was going to expire in a year? <laughs> I oh, have crap. No yeah. clue. I have no clue. But I I watched the movie yesterday because I was like, oh man, I love Groundhog Day because it put you me put in on the, the VR helmet and be like, this is what it's going to be is like. What it is? Nothing. No. But now I really want to play that. And also I want to play Beat Saber and I want to play Borderlands in VR and it's just seeming more and more viable, but I don't want to buy a VR. So somehow we're going to have to convince your friend to not take his back. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then lastly, for our news, before we get into the meat of the show, Kevin wanted some sales numbers to go over. Yeah, a couple uh, pretty big numbers uh, for a couple different games. Kingdom Hearts 3, we talked about it before. It shipped 5 million copies, more than 5 million copies according to Square Enix. So that is super big for Kingdom Hearts. And then we also have Red Dead Redemption 2 that sold, or that has moved 23 million copies. That isn't sold numbers, but that is 23 million copies that have gone to retailers. So odds are the sales numbers are pretty darn close to that. A couple of big numbers right there. Yep. I'm surprised I have not bought Red Dead 2 yet. Every time I see it in a store, I'm like, today's the day. And I just don't do it, which I think is a good thing. Uh, excuse me, can you open the video game case for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get Red Dead 2. Yeah. Do you still want the story so far, just to have it? Um. Yeah, last time I was at Walmart, I checked. It was the only one that was sold out. So oh, yeah, there were two when I was there. I think it's gone Because I was too. reading the tags, and it, like the $40 tags, and mm-hmm. it was gone. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. You'll get there. Yep. Someday. Did but you I, you I, did I, you have the other collections on PS4? Um, no, but I had 1.5 on PS3, which was the last time I played Kingdom oh, Hearts. So then it kind of makes sense that you want to get that. I, exactly. I didn't know if you already yeah. had those copies. Oh, if I had Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 or 1.5 and 2.8, whatever, I would never get those stories so far because it's literally just those discs in a case. Yeah. A nice I was debating case. picking up yeah. 2.8. I uh, borrowed nice a copy from a friend, so I have it to yeah. play when I get to it. But it was on sale for like twenty bucks at GameStop. I'm like, oh, but I didn't pick it up. No, oh, I but, love having the whole collection in one box. It's just such it, a cool. It feeling. is really satisfying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just have it all there. But yeah, big sales numbers. Zach next week will probably have Red Dead too. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, you don't peer have pressure to play by right himself. Now, except Earthbound. Yeah, I did a little bit of Earthbound. I got to the place I got to last time and then lost again and then put it down. But yeah, you also played oh, Life right? is Strange two episode two. Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that last time. I did play Life is Strange episode, uh, Season 2, Episode 2. Some terrible things happened. I, that's all Wait, I'm going to yeah. say. And then, last piece of news I wanted to quickly mention, because it's just bizarre. Yeah. Respawn just dropped a Battle Royale yesterday. Apex. Apex I've Legends. been hearing amazing things. Yeah, and it's free. They, it's they were free like, It's free, and they're like, yeah, we're this is in the Titanfall universe. P.S. We're not working on Titanfall yeah, 3. I, all I saw was Apex is good, and... But it's not Titanfall 3. Yeah, so bizarre. Yeah. I don't know much more about it, but just wanted to bring that up. Well, I'd say it's it's on a lot of platforms, and it's free to play on all of them. So I'd say if Battle Royale is your thing, definitely check it out. It's not my thing, um, so I'm probably not going to. But I know a lot of people, that's right up their wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, good that it's free to play, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good model. Because people are saying it's rivaling, uh, what, Call of Duty Black Ops' blackout mode? And that requires you to buy that game first and then play it. So yep. a free-to-play game that is on par with that is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Kevin, we'll send it back to you. All right. So why don't we hop into the meat of this oh my God. show, the oh my 50th God. episode of the show. Uh, we recently revisited 
uh, list of backlog games. But for this 50th episode, we're going to revisit our top 10 games of all time, an entirely new list. We did that about a year ago. Uh, early on in the podcast life. So we're going to be updating these for early 2019. So top 10 games of all time. Zach, are you going to start it off like are, you always do for these things? Are we going to briefly mention Low Life Gamers Club? Oh, yes. Oh, I yeah. would like to do that first. So yeah, last... Logan, have we have we talked about this on the show at all before? I don't think so. Maybe way at the beginning. This was February 4th, yep. 2000, uh, 2018. So almost exactly a year ago when we did this. We decided, man. This was like this was right before we started the podcast. Yes. This, mm-hmm. yeah. And the podcast kind of supplanted that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we were gonna do this thing called Low Life Gaming Club, where we wanted to play games together, but we were all upset that we weren't beating games on our own enough. So I found this note, I scrolled back to find it. We each picked our own game we wanted to play, and the other two picked a game for us to play. So three games total about. Uh, some of us had a couple more. Kevin. So let's do a check-in. I think check. you'll notice something Check-in from a year ago. Yeah. Here we go. Kevin. All right. Hopefully I passed. Near. Beat it. I beat the yep. first story, so I'll take that as a win. That is a win. First campaign. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Oh, that game sucks balls. <laughs> Holy nope. crap. How long has that been on your list? Seriously, a year. So you abandoned it, and now you're playing Kingdom Hearts 3, right? Yeah, so not too bad. Check it off the list. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and play that. Yep. And Breath of the Wild. And I beat that. Yeah. Check it off the list. So yeah. you did, you beat Nier, kind of. You beat it once. You abandoned Chain of Memories and are almost done with another in the franchise, and you beat Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Success. that as a win. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a successful low-life gamer club. Zach. Yes. Wolfenstein? Crap. Oh, <laughs> wow. I forgot I about that. that. Yeah. Oh, That was man. your own pick. It was, because it was... From uh, Kevin's old roommate left his copy of Wolfenstein. Oh. And I gave it away because I wasn't going to play it. Oh. And I had someone, I had a friend who wanted to play it. So I just gave it away. Borderlands can... 2? Yep, played it. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Quantum Break, you played. Oh my God. And Yakuza 0. Now you're Wait, almost... did you see that Sean Ashmore liked our tweet? Yeah. That my was... sister loves Sean Ashmore and flipped out that because she yeah she's our tweeter for those of you that don't know yeah and she was so jacked because she loves him and yakuza zero and now you're almost done with the whole franchise wow that was a year ago that you started that oh my god yep what a journey wow okay let's Oof. go to me here we go breath of the wild champions ballad dlc played it for like 10 minutes yeah really infamous second son oh god oh god <laughs> Played it for like two hours. Wolf Among Us. Oh, no. Oh, abandoned and gave back to Zach. The company now no longer exists. <laughs> that's that's an ultimate fail right there. And Nino Cooney. I have not even touched a PS3 controller in the time that I was assigned to play that game. Were you just going to play Kevin's? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I failed. I have a PS3 and Nino Cooney, if you're interested. You can still... Check off some of those things. This, this JRPG binge has got to stop at some point. Does it no, though? It doesn't. <laughs> it does it, it doesn't. really? When there's good games to play, yeah, it doesn't stop. If they're yeah. not secret of mana. And then here is a list of games we wanted to play together. This went pretty good. I would secret hope. of mana. <laughs> we, oh we my beat god. That. Oh. Yep. Uh, that game. Horizon. We beat that. We beat Still that, have yeah. the DLC, but we finished that game. Mario Dance Dance Revolution. Never played that with Kevin. What is that? An nope. incredible game. 
Dance Dance Revolution with a bunch of awesome Mario songs. Holy crap. Kevin wanted to show us Viva Pinata. That didn't happen. Uh, he um, showed me oh, a little bit. Kevin and I wanted to play the Reach campaign. We played the first mission of it. Oh, um, yeah. You guys played Eternal Sonata. Yep, we did. We beat oh, it. Oh, good times. Zach and I played A Way Out. Yo, yo. Uh, Zach and I played Detroit separately. Yes. And Kevin and I played some Splatoon 2. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. So that, was, that is your Low Life Gamer Club. We need to update in. that for Low Life Gamer Club 2019. <laughs> yep. I actually yeah. made a schedule for myself in my notebook when I was boarding class the other day of the order I want to beat my games. Good call. Yep. I need to do that. To actually beat games? I got to <laughs> Because I'm All not right. going to do Red Dead 2 before Yakuza 6. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, where are you at in that? Uh, about to start it. I think oh I'm winding down on the KH3 after about 40 hours. So I think Yakuza 6. Well, actually, I got to do the Majima stuff in Kiwami 2 and then 6. Yeah. Why? Well, it's one hour. Yeah, it's it's an hour. Get ready for the end of the story. I'm so excited. That is series good. has a special place in my heart. I don't want it to be okay. over. So, why don't we hop into our top yeah. ten list. Before that, though, just quick honorable mentions uh, that each of you guys have that just didn't make yeah. your list. What do you got for honorable mentions? So, I've got three. Not terrible, but these were just, they came off the top of my head. Red Dead 1, I had a lovely time. It was great. I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, Catherine, my favorite Atlas game. Um, I love this game to bits. I'm sad it didn't make the list. I don't remember if it was on my list. I feel like it was. It was. Um, it's been pushed off the list. Played too, way too many good new games, and then the entirety of Jack and Daxter. Sonic Generations. And Sonic Generations. Dang it. <laughs> and Sonic Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My honorable mentions. I had a tough time with the number 10 slot. You guys don't even know what oh, I ended up doing with it. he was crazy debating. Here are my honorable mentions. Golf Story was on the list, fell off the list. I feel like that's an honorable mention for me, too. I love that game. I learned just a lot about golf. Yeah, that game is it's <laughs> incredible. It hurts that it's not on this list. Um, Pokemon Sapphire, my favorite Pokemon game, but there's just better JRPGs on my list. Yep. Uh, a Way Out, love that game. One of the best experiences I've ever had gaming, but maybe not one of the best games I've ever played. I think there's a difference. Halo Reach, it was on my list and fell off. Adore that game. Super Mario Odyssey and Super Mario 3D World both did not make it. You were this close to putting 3D World on your close. list. Super Monkey Ball 2, that game just entered our lives last semester and was amazing. And Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, and Guitar Hero 3 are my other two honorable mentions. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Kevin? As for me, I have four honorable mentions. Uh, first, Nino Cooney, the original. I love it. But that used just to be on your make list. It. Yeah. Yeah. It just falls off. Oof. Another RPG. I'm not even done with it, but I'll throw it on here anyways. Dragon Quest Eleven. I do love that game. It's turning into one of my favorite JRPGs. So we'll see real. where it ends up after I beat it. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I absolutely adore it. And I can't wait to get to the Frozen Wilds DLC. And lastly, this was in conflict with another one on my list. And I didn't want two from the same series. So I sat it out. Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, I love it. I, I had a tough time on, on where it was going with another one in the series. But I ultimately decided on the other one, so I left it off. But Yakuza Kiwami 2 is a fantastic game. Oh. Well, Those my honorable case, mentions. Also put Wind Waker so. and A Link Between Worlds on my honorable mention list. I want to put Ocarina of Time on my honorable mention list and Yakuza Kiwami 2. I also want to put Cuphead oh, on my honorable Jesus. mention list. <laughs> I'm going to put my whole games library on my honorable mention Everything list. Everything I've played Except deserves a spot on my honorable mentions list. And 
My last Sonic one. And Secret Rings. One thousand one spikes. Ooh, oh. really? Mm. Did yeah. you did you beat that? Yeah. Okay. So good. What about Super Meat Boy? Mm, not quite as good for me. I, it. I never beat it. You didn't? I don't think so. No. I got pretty far though. Yeah. I came over and started doing the like second to last world for oh, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Cool. Stack it up. Okay. My number ten, Sly Cooper three. I wanted to put this series on there. Um, I played Sly Cooper three recently. Uh, I've played it a lot because it's a PS2 game originally, and I I got it back when I had a PS2 for the first time, and I've played it a lot since then, and I hadn't played it for a long time, and then I got the the Sly Collection recently for the PS3, and then I replayed 3 only because it is my favorite one, and I realized, I remembered how much I love this game because I was going through each level, and every time I got to a new level, I'm like, yeah, this is probably my favorite level, and I said that every time, and even when I got to the one I thought was my least favorite level, I was like, but I still really love this level. <laughs> nice. So um, even though Sly 4 was a bit of a disappointment, uh, Sly 3 is always like going to hold a very special place in my heart, especially because I love 3D platformers, just like jumping around and doing missions and stuff like that. And Sly Cooper has always been like a series that I love. Um, Character-wise, the characters are so fleshed out and fun, and I just, I'll always love it. So that's my number 10. I think I'd probably like those games. Think I would oh, you want to borrow? You don't have a PS3. Well, if you I, ever want to come over and play, Sly the Sly Cooper <laughs> trilogy is on Vita, and I've considered. Oh it my god! Times. Oh my god! I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, my number ten is Kid Icarus Uprising on 3DS. Mm-hmm. It was originally my nine, but it got bumped down. Um, this Masahiro Sakurai made this game, and it has all the care and attention to detail. Sakurai that, made it. Yeah. Oh wow! That a Smash Brothers game has the menu even looks like a Smash Bros menu if you look at it hundreds of weapons that are completely customizable skills that you can equip a really good story with really cheeky cheesy writing that really just appeals to me i love the characters the gameplay is just so amazing if you can get past the awkward controls of using the stylus the circle pad and the l button and nothing else which is actually a pretty good control scheme if your hands don't cramp up it's stellar Amazing on-rail sections, amazing exploration sections, and I usually hate boss fights. The boss fights in this game are incredible. Um, Yeah, I've loved this game since it came out. It was a game I got unnecessarily hyped for, and it lived up to all my hype Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2011 when I got it, and I really want to play through it again soon and make Zach play it. Yes, I (laughs) I have expressed interest. Yep. All right. My number 10, a game uh, from quite a while ago, Saints Row 2. I'm still waiting for the next game in the series, but, uh, I love, uh, open world games. GTA five was great, but I have way more memories with, uh, saints row two on the Xbox 360. The open world that, uh, saints row two has, uh, with Stillwater has so much character with all of the different areas in the game. It's not as pretty as a GTA game, but it is a lot more tongue in cheek with everything that you can do with all of the zany weapons that you can get, especially when you get into other games like Saints Row 3. Uh, but just the open world mayhem that you can cause in Saints Row 2. I love the music in that game as well. <laughs> Found some like 80s tunes uh, from uh, one of the radio stations in Saints Row 2 and now adore those tracks. Uh, Saints Row 2, best game in the Saints Row series and one of my favorite games of all time. Nice. Okay. That's one, like, you don't talk about much. Like, I think Saints Row 2 was on your list last time, and I was like, oh, weird. I, for- I forgot Kevin played that. Yeah. Yeah, I've played every single Saints Row game. Didn't you just uh, pick up the special edition for Saints Row 2 for, like, $8? I did, yeah. <laughs> I, had, did, yeah. I had a Platinum Hits version uh, of Saints Row 2 for the 360. Gross. And then a game, a game store near me was doing a sale 
like 50% off games and Saints Row 2 was there and I got it for eight bucks. So nice. uh, the collector's edition. I mean, it's nothing special. It's like a tin with um, a flimsy art book, uh, a, a flash drive with some stuff on it. Uh, but it's still cool to have for that price. Yeah. yeah. Saints Row 2. Great. Great game. Okay. So moving on to number nine. Um, are you okay, Logan? I'm good. Okay. Moving on to number nine. This is a game we've already talked about tonight briefly. And I was debating whether or not to put it on my list, but I felt that it really deserved a spot because it did not make Logan's list. And that's a way out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, like you said, this was an experience because we played it together. We each took control of one person. We were almost always on the screen together doing our own things. There was a lot of split screen because it was local couch co-op, which is not something that happens very often anymore. And it was so much fun. There was so many different ways to play this game because just when you were doing something, it would swap to a stealth mission, then it would swap to a fighting game, then it would swap to a over-the-top down chase. It was crazy. There was so much stuff to do. The characters were so cool. We each got so attached to our own characters. The the story... The, With the greatest uh, twist I've ever the seen The greatest video game, video game <laughs> twist ever broke our hearts it was so good it was a lovely game we had a great time um and it had to be on someone's list so mm-hmm. i put it on mine because it definitely deserves yeah. it broke my heart to not put it on my list it did but what it came down to was like we only played that game twice and some of these other games i've played for way longer when you sit down yeah it was like it it didn't last long but it burned bright you know yes. it was a really high high that game's amazing yes so good I have it sitting right next to me because I brought out all these special games. Debating but... whether or not to put them on <laughs> yours. Yeah. I love this game. Oh, I still don't Probably know. Probably number 11. Pro- Probably number yeah. 11. Right, my number 9 is a Naughty Dog game, The Last of Us Remastered. Oh, that is disgustingly low on your list. On PS4. This game helped me get over being a wimp playing video games. I used to not be able to handle you it. You went from Nintendo to The Last of Us. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. This was the first game I beat on my PS4. Awesome game. I love it so much. I went just so inspired by it. Listened to all these like five-year-old podcasts <laughs> after I beat it from back when the game had come out. Just so much research. Hype for The Last of Us 2 already. Talking to Zach and Kevin just after Kevin beat it, just about this story and how good it is. And it's just such a beautiful game. It's not as fun as the Uncharted series because it's much it's darker, darker yeah. tone, mm-hmm. um, slower combat, more methodical more survival horror than action a third person shooter but the story those characters it's just so many memorable moments from that game i had to put it on the list yeah yeah absolutely it is good and it's a good time all right my number nine is a pokemon game pokemon soul silver my uh favorite pokemon game of all time it uh, narrowly beat out uh, pokemon platinum just because i have such uh, a nostalgic tinge uh, for gen 4 me too dude uh, Gen 4 but, is so good. But there's something about HeartGold and SoulSilver, specifically SoulSilver, because that was the one I played the most of, uh, that was just so cool to me. Because this was back when I was really into Pokemon. And my friends and I would all go out outside when our parents would tell us to go outside and play. We'd all go and sit out on my porch and just play Pokemon. <laughs> um, and we wanted to get all of the Pokemon in our Pokedex for Fire Red and Leaf Green. But we couldn't. It, it was too hard to transfer over Pokemon from Gen 2. I don't even think it was really possible uh, to get some of those Pokemon over because um, because of the Game Boy Color to uh, yeah, some of them were Game stuck. Boy fans. Yeah. So I remember being so excited uh, for Soul Silver to be able to experience these games again. I had Crystal 
Um, but it was it was so cool to go back through both uh, Johto and Kanto as well in those um, upgraded graphics. Have the Pokemon follow behind you, which I wish they would continue to do. <laughs> I don't know why they pull that out. I know. Uh, except for what the Amity Square in was that Gen Four or something? They follow you around, but it was only in the park and certain Pokemon, which is super weird. Um, but I love that feature, talking to my Pokemon. I was going through some of my stuff a couple weeks ago and found both of my Pokewalkers. Oh, uh, my God. Awesome. I was They're so out of batteries, though. I, I don't know mine. if I if they have replacement batteries or or what. I need to I need figure that out. I had a Pokewalker for all of, like, two weeks before it just <laughs> disappeared. They're tiny. I, I can understand if you lose them. Yeah, Heart Gold was the last Pokemon that I loved because then Black and White came out, and that's where I started my skydive yeah. out of love yeah. with the franchise. Um, but yeah, Heart Gold, I remember I took a road trip with my mom to visit my grandma in Montana, and that was 11 hours of driving each way, and I played all of Heart Gold on that drive. Yeah. And so I, I just have such nostalgia for like that trip with that game. And I, I, that one's really special to me. And there was always something so cool about going to two different regions. That yeah. was always such a cool feature that I wish w they would bring back. And what I always kind of wanted was like a more globe-trotting experience where you go to all of these different regions and do I, all these other things. Yeah. Um, the only drawback of that was that you had really low-level Pokemon for your first fight against the Elite Four, like level 40, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. But it, it was still a really cool feature. I love those games. They're fantastic. I'm still hopeful. For the next Pokemon game, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Soul Silver, fantastic game. Yep. Okay, moving on to number eight. I just want to say real fast, uh, Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green used to be on my list. Um, they did get moved off the list, but I would like to shout out Gens one through five because I actually really liked Black and White. I didn't love Black. I did too. Two and White two, um, and anything that came <laughs> after that. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Black and White. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all of those generations. Great memories. But what did make number eight on my list is a series. It's not a series. It's my favorite game from a series that I've loved for almost exactly a year now, and that is Yakuza 0. Um, I was debating between putting this and Kiwami 2 because those are my favorites. I just beat Kiwami 2. 2 is such a good game. Oh my god, the spectacle leading up all the way to the end. But there's just something about 0 that makes it stand out. It was the first one I played. It is just so jam-packed. You can play as two different characters, the two best characters in the game series. And it's just... It just set off something in me that made me play five or so games in this franchise over the span of a year, and I'm not even done. I'm at the end, and it's a beautiful experience. And I've grown so attached to Kiryu as a character and Majima as a character. And just to think that it started a year ago by playing this game is amazing. And I will, I, I want to go back to this game because I feel like playing it now would be such a different experience knowing all the stuff that came after, because I know this game was a prequel made after all these games, but I hadn't played any of the games, so it was the newest thing to me. And now going back, I would know all the things, all the references, and see where the characters actually began, and it'd be great. So I really want to do that, but I just had to put this series on my list, because Kevin really got me into this amazing series, and I'm very thankful for that. Zach, you're yeah. the best at playing what we tell you to play. I really <laughs> am. I'm so willing. Yeah. Yeah. You get through it. Yeah, zero. So good. Such not, a good game. I'm not terrible at playing what you guys tell me to play. My number Wolf eight. Wolf Among Us. My number eight <laughs> is a game where every treasure has its price. Uncharted 4. <laughs> I wasn't going to put Uncharted and The Last of Us both on. I was debating what to put at number 10, and I'm like, screw it. Uncharted and The Last of Us both need to be on this list. 
Uncharted 4 is a perfect send-off for Nathan Drake's character. It is the most gorgeous game ever. I think that game is just jaw-droppingly beautiful. I remember at one point you're scaling these cliffs with Sam, and it's like sunset almost, and you just look out, and it's just stunning. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a video game? It's crazy. The gameplay is so satisfying. They added this little orange click on the reticle whenever you get a headshot. Oh, and, oh it's That's so my good. favorite addition to the gameplay. Yeah, the gunplay is just amazing. Oh, the story... The, the grappling hook. The story is awesome. I love how it revisits nathan drake and it's like you know just one more ride like, yes yeah. it's, it's perfect i love rafe i think he's an awesome villain mm -hmm. um, my favorite my favorite in the series uh sam i thought the addition of a brother would be like really corny and like shoehorned in but it works really well solely one of my favorite video game characters of all time yeah, arguably the best video game <laughs> arguably there's no argument about yeah. it uncharted 4 is incredible yep i love it so much and that, that was one of the best months of my life when I played all four. What month was it? That was September, second half of September and the first half of October. Where I played uh, 20, yeah, 2017, where I played all four Uncharted games. Oh my God. It was amazing. So long ago. Yeah. Because it was right after Lost Legacy came out and you guys played it. And I was <laughs> like, I'm going to get in on this now. And uh. it's <laughs> incredible. All right. My number eight. It's also Uncharted 4. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love the Uncharted series. Uncharted 2 is great. Uncharted 3 is also great. Uncharted 1, not so well. No, it's all right. But Uncharted 4, absolutely fantastic. Like Logan said, the game is absolutely gorgeous. I love the different story beats. And the epilogue at the ending is one of the best send-offs to a series that I've ever seen. Um, if you haven't played these games yet, get through them. Get to that uh, final scene after... Uh, basically after the end of the game and those moments uh, will really hit you hard uh, going through that entire series. Since Logan said a lot, I won't say too much more, but it is a fantastic game, super gorgeous, and uh, really hits you at the end, I think. Yeah. Oof. All right, number yeah. seven. Oh, my God. I'm not prepared. Okay, number seven. This is another new addition to the list um, from a game that came out in 2018. It was my second most played game of... 2018, because I'm not counting Overwatch because those numbers were falsified. Um, <laughs> so it's Spider-Man PS4, the game that you were most excited about, mm -hmm. why you bought a PS4. I was semi-excited about it because I, I was a general fan of Spider-Man. I had grown up on the movies. I really loved him as a, as a superhero. Um, I've spent hours swinging about New York City. I've beaten the game, beaten all the DLCs. The combat, I've done all the bonus stuff. I platinumed the game. I've spent so much time playing this game, and I've never once been bored or not had fun. I love it so much. I got all this, the, the outfits. I love the outfit diversity. They're still adding stuff to this game. It is so good. It, it is, is so good. The the acting, the spectacle. It's the best Spider-Man story ever told. I think the, so. The great amount of villains that you fight, not like the overpacked amount of villains in Spider-Man 3, the movie, which Logan likes but it's a good movie <laughs> no it's not but the game is amazing and the game is amazing we all love uh, kevin did you play it i haven't played it okay well <laughs> logan and i love it kevin that, you should that be would, excited that should also be an honorable mention i just didn't think about it i knew it wasn't top 10 material but it's in the tier it, right below that for me it's snaked is he swung his way into my top 10 list and into my heart and that's why he is my number seven. Yes. Yeah, no, what is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm aware on there. He's on the list. He made it. No, I agree. That game's awesome. Perfect. I loved it so much. Yep. Plowed through that one pretty quick too. 
just really fun. But it was overshadowed by something else that came out three days before it for me. So. I assume it's on your list. It is. Go ahead. What came out in September of last year that I played for <gasps> 72 hours? Oh, no. I remember. My number seven is a game from last year. I played it January all the way through December because it is that hard. Celeste <laughs> is... I wanted to put a brutally hard platformer on here. 1001 Spikes was a candidate. Cuphead was a candidate. But Celeste just takes the cake because... The pixel art is one of my favorite art styles in a game ever. Mm-hmm. The animation's beautiful. The story, I've talked about it so much on this show. It's brilliant. Um, so beautifully written and told. And now I get it. Yeah. Because I played it. And the gameplay is just perfect. I mean, I hear a lot of people say, you can tell if you're going to like a platformer the second you start it because of how good the jump feels. Yeah. The jump and dash in Celeste is one of the most addicting mechanics Absolutely. in a game that I've ever played. I played all the way through the seasides, which are brutal i watched, watched you me. beat the game yeah. i watched you beat the last seaside i don't yeah. know how you did it don't know if i could ever do it i only beat the a side yeah but that game is it's so special to me it, it really defined like my year last year i played it every month i touched that game mm-hmm. at some point and great game to have on the switch I, I played it everywhere and it's it's really special to me and i just bought the collector's edition on pc from limited run games <laughs> Mostly because I want a cassette tape that has the soundtrack on it. That's awesome. A real cassette. Does your car have a cassette player? Nope. Oh, but my. I have, I have yeah, a it's portable. It's way too new for that. Yeah. I have a portable cassette player, though. Oh, Wait, do well, you have a yeah. cassette player? I do, yeah. Nice. So, I do as well. Cars. Throw it in, yeah. Yeah, cool. Old cars for the win. Yeah, but Celeste is, it's amazing. It deserves all the praise it got last year. All right. My number seven, I believe it was on my list when we did this last year. Uh, Viva Pinata. I don't know how long it's going to be on my list. I haven't played it too much in the last couple of years, but I still absolutely adore that game. Even when I go back to it for a game that came out pretty early on in the Xbox 360 life cycle, that game still looks absolutely incredible and is probably the last really good game that was made by Rare. Um, People always say like as soon as they got snatched up by Microsoft, they never made anything good. Go play the Viva Pinata games. They are fantastic. For someone who has always loved the Harvest Moon games, as well as games like Animal Crossing, uh, Viva Pinata oh. is like those games in a sense where you build up your uh, you build up your garden, you design it how you want, you attract in all of the all of the different pinatas. I have so many good memories of going over to friends' houses and playing through this game and not understanding certain mechanics like uh, how you can only have a certain amount of pinatas in your garden. So he kept on selling off our pinatas and then tried to breed more, but we didn't understand that we could only have so many. So we just went in an infinite loop forever. Uh, but yep. uh, it's, it's super great. I need to go back and get the last couple of pinatas. There's only like three or four left that I have to do, uh, but it is fantastic. And for, for anybody who likes designing their own spaces for a game, like uh, some of the harvest moon games where you can completely design your uh, farm, this is, right up your alley designing your own garden is super fun uh go check it out i don't think it gets enough love and i'm still waiting for the next one if they ever do it come on rare hit it up <laughs> okay yeah it's great are we on number six yes yes we're on we number are. six okay so last time we did this list i had kingdom hearts 2 after playing 40 hours of kingdom hearts 3 in a week i have decided that kingdom hearts 3 outranks Kingdom Hearts 2 on my list of enjoyment. So I've decided to put Kingdom Hearts 3 on this list, even though it came out 
a week or two ago, two two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. It came out two weeks ago. I put in forty hours. I loved it. I had some small issues. Um, I have small issues with every game. It didn't really hinder my enjoyment. Um, I loved the story wrap up. I was okay with it leaving some for the next game. That was fine. I don't know if we'll ever get in the next game. <laughs> I, I'm satisfied with a lot of stuff that happened. Um, Kingdom Hearts has always been very close to my heart. It's one of the longest running series for me ever since I started playing video games. Um, so it absolutely had to be on my list. I'm not done playing Kingdom Hearts 3 by any means. I hope they add stuff. I don't know if they're planning on DLC. I know they did some DLC for Final Fantasy 15, but that didn't really work out so well because that game kind of got scrapped after a while. Um, so hopefully they do add some stuff. There is some post game, but not a lot. Eventually I will have hundred percent of that game. Um, so I, I definitely think it deserves to be on the list because I am continuing to enjoy it. And I think I will for a while. It is a very good game. It is. Yes. I think it's, it's the culmination kind of like smash ultimate. It's just the culmination of the series for me. And I think that if I were to put a kingdom hearts on this list, it should be three. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right, my my last six are all in franchises that are special to me now. So we're we're in that territory. Um, Kid Icarus, just a one-off. The Last of Us, Celeste, Uncharted is special too. But the, the next six are all in the best of the franchise. Uh, so my first one is a game that never came out in America. That's uh, Gyakuten Kenji 2, which is Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Uh, no secret, the Ace Attorney is my favorite franchise. And this game is a sequel to a spin-off starring Miles Edgeworth, who is the like main partner to Phoenix Wright throughout the whole series. I played a trans fan-translated version on PC, and Kevin is a saint and brought me a very rare physical copy back from Japan, um, so I'm holding it right now. But this is the best Ace Attorney game. Um, the story is outstanding. It has an overarching story, which a lot of the other ones don't really have. Um, it starts in case one and carries all the way to the end of case five. It feels like it has the most on the line for all these characters that it introduces. The gameplay is the best. Um, the animation is really cool. It's the last one they made for the DS. So it was like the sprite work was at its best. And this game's incredible. I'm sure no one listening to this will ever play this game, but it's very special to me. And that the series is amazing. And you guys promised that when it came out on switch, you guys would play the Phoenix Wright trilogy. And I would like to take Yeah, When's that happening? Yeah. It's coming out. This month in Japan, oh, dear. so it should be pretty soon in America. Oh boy! Okay, yeah, another dude. thing to add to the list of stuff to play. Jesus. Yep. Yes. Sir. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick an Ace Attorney game because really the whole series is what's important. But if I had to pick one, it's it's this one that yeah. I played on my sister's is, laptop one that is summer. How I felt about some of these picks. Yeah. Yeah. But Ace Attorney is just my favorite franchise. I love it so much. All right. My number six, uh, one of the more recent games to crack this top ten list, and that is Super Mario Odyssey. It has turned into my favorite 3D Mario of all time. That's awesome. Yeah, over Super Mario Sunshine and the original Super Mario Galaxy. Oof. Just the amount of fun that you have on that first playthrough of going through all of these different worlds. The hat mechanic leads to so many different varied gameplay moments with all of the different captures that you can make. Just the exploration in all of these different worlds is absolutely incredible. And it's weird because it's a game that... See, I don't necessarily want to go back and play through again, 
But the moments that I spent playing through it on that first playthrough were just so magical. And I had so much fun. Like, I don't there wasn't a moment that I wasn't having fun through that entire campaign of the game. Like every single thing I did was fun, interesting, cool. I love the hat mechanic with not only the captures, but in terms of platforming, being able to jump off of the hat and, and do a bunch of other stuff with it in terms of platforming. The music was fantastic. I love Mario Odyssey, but it's, it's weird because it's not a game that I am going to go back and play, at least not for a long time. But that first playthrough was absolutely magical. Yeah, I agree. It was an honorable mention for me. I, I loved playing it. I literally stood up and clapped at the end of that game because it was just so good. Yeah, I was alone in my apartment. Final like, scene. Gosh, that was amazing. Wow. What a loser. Oh, it's so good. You you should play that game too. I, it's on my list. <laughs> yeah. so even if even if you don't like 3D Mario's, man, it's 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 just that good. <laughs> I feel like I've only ever played Galaxy and a little bit of Super Mario 3D World, so maybe I haven't given it a fair shake. Um. So yeah, I'd probably like it if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, five, five. I am horrible at keeping track. I'm so sorry. Zach, what? Struggling with counting over here? Sorry, I'm just so focused on this list, trying to think of stuff. Okay, so number five on my list is a game that was around number five on my list last time. Um, it's Dishonored, which is a game that neither of you have played. I've tried to get Logan to play it. He did not do it. I'm sorry. You should be, because (laughs) I feel guilty. I've played this game probably like eight times. Uh, since it came out on PS3, and then it came out on PS4, and I played it a lot leading into Dishonored 2, which I didn't like as dis- much as Dishonored 1. There's, I am so good at playing Dishonored 1 that I could probably speedrun it in a few hours, and it's a decently length game, like at least 10 hours on a normal playthrough. Um, this game is a Bethesda game, so it has like it's got its glitchy areas, but out of all the Bethesda series, you know, like Fallout and Skyrim. It's just something about the Dishonored world that has always clicked with me. Like, it's very dark and macabre, and it's, like, set during the plague in an old Victorian era in this kingdom called Dunwall, and you play as this guy who has magic powers given to you by this weird mystical deity called the Outsider, and you can choose what to level up in magic, or you can choose just to get uh, murdery, or you could be entirely stealthy. I've played this game where no one in the entire game has seen me at all. I got a trophy for that. Like, I was a ghost the entire time and there's trophies for not killing anybody. You can play this game any way you want. You can go through these levels. They're big open-world levels, and you go to your target, and you do whatever you got to do, and the story is just really good. It's a story of betrayal, and you don't know who to trust, and you just you feel like you're alone, and you're trying to protect this little girl, and it was in that era of games where you're like, man, I really got to protect this little girl, you know, like in The Walking Dead or The Last of Us. It was in that era. So the little girl, Emily, who you play as in the second game, is just... Uh, one of those characters that is really close to my heart because you get attached to those You're characters. You're a sucker for those I kind of am characters. a sucker for those kind of <laughs> characters because The Walking Dead, which I realize I forgot to put on this list, <laughs> is, uh, is the, the, just those really special kind of games. So um, I know we're, we, we should probably be hurrying up. I just wanted to say that Dishonored would probably never be removed from this list and that someone here should really play it so I can talk to somebody about it. Yo, dude, we're <laughs> only an hour and seven minutes into this show. What are you talking about? We uh, need to hurry up. Okay, sorry. It's a special episode. It, it is. It's 50. Episode. We'll just keep going. <laughs> We're yeah. going to take our time. My number five is a game that we have all played. We've really? all played it together. 
Sonic Generations. Oh my god. Hey. It is the best Sonic game. I don't know why opinion. I was expecting Secret of Mana, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know good. why you were expecting that either. Yeah. Sonic Generations has been really special to me since I first played it when it came out um, in 2011. But now it holds more meaning because it was the game that closed out Sonic Club, which was... Oh my god. Yeah. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things at college has been, was Sonic Club over those first two years. And just kept telling you guys as we were going, I'm like... We'll end of generation. Yeah, we'll get there. And it's all going to be the slog, worth it. There's something good at the end. It's all going to be worth it. And it was. We played this game in one sitting, and those modern Sonic levels are just gaming perfection. You know what's weird? What? I've been feeling a lot of weird unleashed nostalgia recently. Oh my god, don't do it. Like, I don't know why, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, unleashed. Hoping it's the day levels. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible, dude. Uh, but Generations just takes the best level from every 3D, almost every 3D Sonic game, yep. and it just perfects them. It's They're just glorious uh, remakes, just reimagining. The level designs are different, but there's enough there that you mm-hmm. remember it. Just City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2 is amazing. Rooftop Run from Sonic Unleashed is awesome. It's just one of the perfect games. The final boss is trash, but all Sonic <laughs> final bosses are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, this game is just the summation of the best parts of every Sonic game that came before it. So it's just pulling all the good out of a lot of bad and they <laughs> nailed it and they haven't found it since, but they had it that one time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. But yeah. It's all, it's always just like, Oh yeah, we got some good in this game, some good here. Just like pull it all together. And then we can finally make one good cohesive game yep. that is fun from start to finish. Yep. And there's the challenges, which are a little iffy. Uh, that you need to do to progress through the worlds, but that's okay. It's a pretty short game, but I mean, with how much good they had to work with in all the Sonic games, it was going to be a pretty short game. Yeah. yeah. But rather a short quality game than a long slog like Sonic Unleashed. So you're saying so where does Sonic Forces? Is the best? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I said short and quality. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yes. Sonic uh, Generations is like one fine meal, whereas Sonic Forces is like a bag of Doritos. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, this is fun. Then you get done, you're like, oh. Uh, I, feel, I feel gross. <laughs> yeah. I did feel disgusting <laughs> after I finished that game. Uh, uh, Zach, I have a way to get rid of those uh, nostalgic pangs uh, for Sonic Unleashed. Oh, yeah? Just uh, listen to the battle song on Moss forever. <laughs> okay. That will definitely do it. Yeah. 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 Then you'll just lose your mind. Ugh. It'll be great. Then you won't want to play it anymore. Exactly. Because you probably shouldn't go back to it. Probably not. I saw it at GameStop for PS3 for, like, really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it! (laughs) It's not worth it. Sorry, okay. You gonna start up that Sonic collection? (laughs) I have a few. I got Generations. I've got 06 for some reason. You have 06 too? I got the start. Wait, what was that, Kevin? You have 06 too? I have 06. I have Heroes in Japanese. Not in English, because I I bought the English copy for Logan's birthday. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. Very and nice. Seeker Rings, just the two best. The two best Sonic <laughs> games for your birthday. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Some good games in that series. Yeah, sure, totally. <laughs> games. All right, moving on we to my number five. We wouldn't be here without him. Just oh. going to say, we wouldn't be here No, without absolutely. Sonic yeah, is the true. reason this podcast exists. So if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, just know that Sonic made it happen. Wherever he it's is. done one other good thing besides Generations. Yep. And, and Mania, I guess. But oh, we don't. Mania. That's in its own thing because it's not 3D Sonic. It's great, but it's not 3D Sonic. All right, my number five, moving on from Sonic. <laughs> um, this is a game that 
I am pretty sure I had on my list last year. It is, in my opinion, the greatest racing game of all time, and that is Burnout 3 Takedown. I've talked about it before, but it is the best arcade racer you will ever play, and I am angry that EA decided to remaster Burnout Paradise for next-gen consoles and not Burnout 3, because Burnout 3 needed it way more. Yep. I have played that game so much with friends. The story mode, the campaign that you go through is so beefy as well that you can spend a good 30 to 40 hours on it with uh, both the racing sections as well as the crash sections. Um, the crash sections, not as good as the racing, but it really fleshes out the rest of the experience. Just the high octane racing road rage is super fun. Just trying to take down as many dudes as possible. Just the speeds that you get to in that game. Just, uh, oh, it is so good. It is the best arcade racer of all time. And I want it on next-gen consoles so bad. But I don't think EA is yeah, going to give it every to Every time me. I see Burnout Paradise in the store, I'm just, I just think of Kevin. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I liked Burnout 3 that one time we played it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That was really yeah. fast-paced. That is a fast racing game. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It is, yeah, it is really good. So much to do in that game. Some of the some of the late game races are trash though because of the rubber banding. Oh, like you'll you'll Sonic knock the dude off. out because it's it's like <laughs> That's what I was thinking of too. <laughs> not Sonic, not Sonic. Uh, but you'll like it. It does that thing like Mario Kart does where the the GP you have all of these different racers, but there's only one that you're going up against who's getting all the firsts. If you're not, and so you'll like trash him and then like four seconds later he is right on you again you're like how in the world uh it gets a little bogus at spots but the core racing experience at burnout 3 is unmatched real good go pick it up xbox ps2 or gamecube good stuff okay moving on to number four right yeah we're gonna be here a while longer but that's okay with me well my two (laughs) and three probably won't last too long because we've already talked about them okay my number four we haven't really talked about um Another series that came out of nowhere because of someone I know. This game came out in September of 2018. My friend Logan, who you guys might know, also on this podcast, bought a game. I don't actually, because he watched a review on it. Did. And then shortly after, somehow convinced me to buy it. You watched the review. <laughs> it's a magical Because you showed review. me the review. I really enjoyed the review. I bought it. I didn't tell you until I actually got a physical copy <laughs> in my hands. I was like, I bought this game. I was in the middle of something else at the time. And Kevin called me an idiot for buying this game. And then I played this entire game. I don't even remember what the other game I was playing Yakuza. Was. Oh, that's probably why yeah. Kevin called me an idiot. He wanted me to get through Yakuza <laughs> 4, probably. Yeah, because it was after yeah, 3. Probably, four. Yeah. yeah, it was 4. Um, which is another Yakuza I love, by the way. And then, <laughs> um, so I am 68 hours in. I played, a f- I played you, you for like... You don't have a title yet. Dragon Quest Eleven, <laughs> Echoes of an Illusion Era. I forgot age. 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 Dang it! So I, <laughs> sorry. sorry, I skipped over a very important part. But I have played sixty-eight hours of this game. It was my most played game in twenty eighteen. Came out in September. Um, it was in a very high rise of games at the time. Um, I, as a JRPG, I love turn-based JRPGs. Um, this game is so f- vibrant and colorful and bright. It's the first Dragon Age I've ever played. The series has a Dragon list. Age. Dragon Quest. Oh no! I do that all the time. <laughs> Sorry, Dragon Age is not a, is not Yo, a series Dragon that I played. Dragon Age Echoes of an Elusive. Dragon Age Echoes of an Elusive 
Age. Yes. Dragon Age Echoes of an Elusive Age. That'd be a great title. So <laughs> this is the first Dragon Quest I've ever played. It is an amazing game. The towns are very alive and very beautiful. Uh, I played an hour recently because I, after watching Logan beat the game, I went back and played a little bit of it, and I grinded for like 45 minutes to get all my guys up to level 99 and earn like eight trophies. So I did nice. that. So now I've got a lot more trophies than I did before. So... I know Logan's going to talk about this game, so I'll wrap it up, but this was a very good decision on my part. I'm really glad you convinced me to buy this game. I am really good at playing games that other people recommend, so Dragon Quest is a series that I know you bought all of them. I kind of do want to play some other Dragon Quest. I know we're planning on playing 9, mm -hmm. but 11 has become one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. Your favorite JRPG of all time? Yes. You don't know my top three. <laughs> According to this list. Yes. Yeah. It favorite is, JRPG of all time. It is my second favorite JRPG of all time. And it's also my number four game of all time. Yep. This game is incredible. I was immediately enthralled by the story, which it's a pretty simple, basic JRPG plotline, but mm -hmm. yep. it's just so good. And the surrounding stories, like you go to a town and there's a new, very intriguing plot in every town that supports this main journey of just the hero trying to fulfill his destiny. And it's just so perfectly told and it's doesn't overcomplicate things. Uh, the party members are awesome. They all fight in a very unique fashion. The art is gorgeous. I love it. It, it. it looks like you're playing an anime. It's just a very comforting game. I mean, at first I was just bothered so much by the music and how it's the same every time you go into a field, but now I'm very comforted by it. I turn on the game. I know exactly what the sequence is going to be. I know the title song, I know the select a file song, I know the recap song when they're telling you what's happened so far, and then it kicks you in and that field music starts, I'm mm -hmm. like, here we are, let's just go get it. Yep. And it's just an amazing game, and I wish more people played it in the West. This seems like the, It seems like it's picked up some traction over here. I'm hoping with the Switch version, which I will gladly play again. Um, some added content. Yeah, I hope it really does well, because this is a game that, it's not groundbreaking, but it's just a perfect example of a classic JRPG and for I, the modern day. I find the Akira Toriyama art, who's the guy who does Dragon Ball, another dragon name mm -hmm. that I have to keep track of, um, he does the art for that, so it's a very, very well-known style. Yeah. Um, so just looking at the cover, the reversible cover, by the way, the American cover is not great. No. So you got to reverse it and get the, the original cover with some white borders on it, and it's just so nice to look at. I just sometimes sit down and just look at the style. It's just so, yeah. so nice. And it really translates translates well into 3D, which mm -hmm. you wouldn't think it would because the guy has like three hairstyles. But um, I, It does. It looks good. So good. Yeah. But it's just, it is a perfect JRPG, yeah. I think. It's amazing. Kevin, do you have anything to add with your time with it? It's great. Uh, I'll get back to you Enough when said. I finish it. I yep. will. I'll get there. I'll get there. I mean, um, you're powering through. Yeah. I just took a break for Kingdom Hearts 3 and then Katamari. So yeah. I'll get back on the train soon. Cool. I just had other obligations. Sure. My number four is also a JRPG. It is my favorite JRPG of all time. That's Persona 5. That game oozes style. The art direction is absolutely incredible, not just in the world and set pieces, which are great, but even just the menus ooze so much style. It has probably my favorite soundtrack of any game ever. Sonic R is my favorite soundtrack. <laughs> it's really good. Those, that's pretty good. Simon Sarcastic. Um, but Persona 5 has so many memorable tracks. I'll just go back and listen to a bunch of them. Uh so good the combat system is fantastic uh the ability to uh, collect a bunch of different personas 
and change your play styles whenever is super fun. I I was kind of turned off at the start by how you have to do everything in a certain set amount of time uh, before, because uh, a certain dungeon will close after a certain amount of days. But I actually really liked that because it forced me to try and figure out what exactly I wanted to do with my time. If it was hang out with uh, friends and build up their relationships, or if it was to go and grind in dungeons, or if it was to go do like shopping and stuff and building up personas and things, uh, it really set me on certain paths. And despite the fact that that game is redonkulously long, it still opens itself up very well to multiple playthroughs because you do have to try and figure out which way you want to take a certain story. And you can go back and play through the game a different way with who you build relationships with. And that's all on top of the fact that the combat system is super fun and engaging. Persona 5 is absolutely fantastic. My only regret is not buying the special edition of it. <laughs> that's my only that. regret with Dragon Quest. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't have that regret for any game that I can think of. Well, Dragon Quest would have been nice. Yeah. Zach, you gotta you gotta finish Persona Five. <sighs> I knew it was coming, man. I've played so many games. Y'all have recommended <laughs> me. Can you just let me take my time? They're, they're all good <laughs> games though. I agree. You've credited us in the past. You said that you were kind of falling off of games until you met us and now you were I was deeper absolutely in than I ever. was I was almost out. And then you guys just rolled into my life and I was back in. Dude, never yeah. leave. Ah, I don't think I ever will now. I've, I've gone too deep. I am a gamer. Good. Doesn't it feel good? It does. It really does. Yeah. Persona 5. Oh, it's Super my turn. Super good. I will play Persona 5 if when it gets re-released. Um, yeah, which apparently could be happening at some point. I don't yeah. know when, but okay. rumors. That's a commitment. Well, they announced Persona 5R or whatever. R. <laughs> so. Sonic R. Sonic R. Sick <laughs> Atlas. Ah. Dude, it's got five tracks. Yep. Oh, oh. Yeah. God. All right, Zach. Number three? Yeah. Number three. Game already mentioned on this in Logan's list. It's The Last of Us, the game that is the quintessential go-to best game. People all over have it on their list. It's kind of the go-to. Um, that's a thing for a reason. It's amazing. It's an experience. I've played it uh, so many times on... Almost every difficulty. I don't think I've ever played it on easy. But I have played it on normal hard and the grounded. I might have skipped the one undergrounded. That's okay. You because, don't need to go do it. Because grounded is the hard DLC difficulty that they added for the PS4 re-release, I think. Yeah. I don't think it was on the PS3. But yeah, I played this game back in 2013 when it came out on PS3. And then a handful of times ever since I got it on PS4. It was one of the first games I got on PS4. Um, I think. I don't know. It didn't come out... 2015, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. <laughs> but this game is just, we've talked about it. We've said enough. Just know that it will always be on the list. And we are eagerly awaiting The Last of Us Part 2. Not going to lie, I'm a little worried about that game. I'm, it's stressing me <laughs> out a little bit. I'm How long it's optimistic. taking? Optimistic. No, no, where they're going like to take the story. And... Because Last of Us Part 1 ends on a cliffhanger. And sometimes it's okay to leave those things untouched. And I'm just afraid of where it's going to take the story and what's going to happen to these characters. I would have been fine so without a part two, mm -hmm. but I'm happy that yeah. they're doing more. My number three is not my favorite game of all time, but what I believe to be the greatest game ever made, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Okay. I have played this game more times through than any other game. I play it once a year with my sister. I play it on the 3DS. And it's just, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with this game. People will complain about the Water Temple, but 
it's okay to have a hard temple. Um, and now that, I mean, I know it so well, I can just get through it. But the story is great. Uh, I think people think the story is a little simple now, but that's because everyone just knows how that plot goes. There are some twists and turns in that thing that are very good. The dungeon design is the best of any Zelda game, I think. The gameplay, the combat is amazing. It is The soundtrack is just glorious. That game is perfect. The first truly great 3D game along with Super Mario 64 and... Without its innovative targeting system and everything it brought to the 3D space, I don't know where games would be right now. I think it's one of the most important games. I think it's one of the best. And 20 years later, people still think that. And so that's got to be worth something. Yes, it does. Amazing. All right. My number three, probably the only time that you'll ever see a sports game on somebody's top 10 list and this high, no less. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I put it on the list last year or not. I probably did it somewhere. That is MLB Power Pros, specifically the 2008 version. I have the 2018 version on PS4 now, and that game is absolutely gorgeous after not playing the series for 10 years because I didn't localize any more of them. But Power Pros introduced so many things for sports games that didn't catch on in the traditional games like a Madden or any of the 2K games or even like MLB The Show in that it had a my life mode where you could go and play through an entire 20 year career with one player and, and do all of their different career choices, contracts and everything. There was a completely separate story mode of you going through like these minor league teams and building up. And the story was really stupid and really fun. Um, I played through the regular season mode so many times, so many times though. So that they have a currency in the game where you can buy uh, extra stadiums extra card packs and everything. And I bought everything and still had about 600,000 of those points left over from just how many times I've played it. The other super cool thing, you could make an expansion team and give them their own stadium, build up their roster. I, I did, did that, that a so number much. of times. I think I always put my team in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was like a Las Vegas style uh, park. And I remember that in left field, they had like a little, like hole in the wall where if you hit it right into there, it was a home run. I hit Dude, it there that like was once, my it was ballpark cool. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, but that game, it, it was ahead of its time in terms of the amount of things it allowed you to do within a sports game. And it pains me so much that it never got any more games after that, even more so because there was an MLB version for 2009 that never came over, but playing the PS4 game was uh, so for 2018, that game is, is so gorgeous, and it still has all of the modes that I loved from 2008. That game is so special to me. I've probably put the most time into that game of any game I've ever played. It's fantastic. The quintessential sports game, in my opinion. That game is awesome, and it was a blast to play that PS4 version with you when, when I visited you over break, because like, we both have an attachment to that series, and to see it in HD on the PS4 with our Japanese, our favorite Japanese players was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, to be able to play with the Japanese teams. There's nothing quite like jump, jumping that that 10 year gap yeah. in terms of graphics from the Wii to the PS4. Yeah, but it's like oh. if you played Mario Kart DS and then played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, just it's insane. Yeah, it, yeah. I like Mario yeah, Kart it, DS. Yeah, it's okay. If you like, how dare you? If you like baseball? Pick it up. MLB Power Pros yeah, is though. fantastic, and I wish it got more love for 2K to release more of them. It just didn't. Only two of the games, the 2007 and 2008 versions ever came over. Yeah. 
Didn't Mario Kart DS have the Waluigi Stadium? Waluigi Pinball. Waluigi Pinball. That's Waluigi what Pinball. I liked about it. Yeah, Waluigi Stadium was on the GameCube one and then the Wii one. Okay, yeah. And that is one of the best tracks ever. It is a really <laughs> good track. Um, what were, oh, yeah, number, number two. two. Uh, number two, getting down to the bottom. Probably of easy top. to predict if you know my number one, but my number two is Uncharted 4, the ultimate end to an amazing series. Uh, when I bought my PS3 in early 2011, it came with Uncharted 2. That was the beginning of it for me. I played Uncharted 2 first, then I played the first one because I didn't have the first one, so I went back and bought it after I beat Uncharted 2. Then I had to wait until November of 2011 to buy the third one. I bought it when it came out. Played that. Then I had to wait five years for Uncharted 4. <laughs> it, was a, it was a roller coaster because that game got delayed a couple times. It yeah. came out in 2016, early 2016, like March, May? May. May of 2016. Um, I think it was originally supposed to be March or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then it got pushed to May, which was sad. But I bought, uh, I got it when it came out. Day came out. Played it in one go through. Didn't, didn't stop until it was over. One sitting? One sitting. It was... Incredible. The greatest video game experience. It was so, so much fun. I I loved it so much. It was a long time in the making. It was a beautiful way to send off one of my favorite video game characters of all time, Nathan Drake. Is Victor Sullivan? Victor, Victor Sullivan. Sullivan is my <laughs> video game hero. He's just he'll he'll never be replaced as the top video game character of all time. So we we've said everything that's good about Uncharted Four. Or we haven't. There's probably a lot of stuff we haven't thought about because there's too many good things to say about this game, so I won't ramble on too long, but Uncharted 4 is my favorite franchise of all time. Uncharted 4 is your favorite franchise. Uncharted is my favorite franchise of all time, 4 being the top of the franchise. Nice. Now, the other great thing about it is that time where you were jumping onto that boat 8 million times on the crushing difficulty. The crushing difficulty (laughs) almost crushed my spirit. (laughs) It is called crushing for a reason. I saw you jump onto that boat so many times. That was the hardest part in crushing. I don't know why. It's really funny. It just get annihilated uh, so many really funny. It was entertaining to watch, but I can only imagine what it was like to play that. It took me a week to do that one section of the game. It's Dear God. Uncharted 4 is great. Uncharted 4 is great. My number two is my favorite JRPG of all time. That's Earthbound. I played Earthbound on the Wii U. Uh, Earthbound was really really important to me because a my favorite podcast now which i've been listening to for six years um its first episode ever was about earthbound's release on the wii u eShop, and they talked about this game for 45 minutes i'm like i want to go play this and so i played it and it was just really inspirational to me um a story about like growing up leaving childhood behind which is like a a type of plot that i always get really invested in Mm -hmm. my favorite shows and movies are all about that and so earthbound is that in a game um and so i kind of mark that as like the current kind of era of my life of really getting deeper into games. Um, with the Wii U, I've talked about how much I love the Wii U before, and a lot of that is because that's where I played Earthbound. Um, and just really, really a special game with a special story, really good JRPG gameplay, an awesome contemporary setting that is satirical America from the 90s. It's just amazing The dialogue in that game is very well written from yeah. what I've played so far. Yeah, and I haven't, I've only played it through once. I really want to revisit it and play it through completely again. Um, but that game just like set me off on this journey of wanting to do journalism, uh, video game journalism specifically. Uh, I just love that game and its world and what it meant to me in the bigger picture of my life too will will always be special. So I don't think it'll ever leave my top my top couple slots no matter what. It used to be number one. It did. It's always gone back and forth with what I'm about to talk about. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, number two. All right. Number two is a game. 
I've been talking about the last couple of weeks of just been plowing through it, and that's Stardew Valley. No, it's not Katamari Damacy. I do love Katamari Damacy. What is it? No, it is Stardew Valley. Ah. It was also on my list last year, too. But Stardew Valley, for a Harvest Moon fan, is basically anything I could ever want. The amount of customization you can get on your farm, being able to have a completely open plot of land, that's... One thing that I liked uh, going back to Harvest Moon DS, that game had its own set of issues and that the world was incredibly dull. But what I loved about that game was that it gave you an open field uh, to completely build out your farm in any way you see fit. And Stardew Valley takes that to the next level with all of the different buildings you can uh, craft on on your farm. You have barns, you have coops, you have silos, you have uh, horses to do. You have all of the stuff with the monsters, whether that be in the mines or with their own buildings that you can put on your farm, the game never stops giving you stuff to do, especially after all the updates that have come out uh, with all of this side content that you just may not even see if you don't do certain things in the game. The world is great. I love the characters that you get to interact with. Um, and the multiplayer, the multiplayer update completely oh. changed that game. That I already loved Stardew Valley in single player. But again, coming from a Harvest Moon fan, I had always wanted to play those games multiplayer. For Harvest Moon DS, me and my cousin would sit right next to each other and just play Harvest Moon DS together. Not on the same world, but we just sit there and play Harvest Moon DS. And to be able to finally be able to play a Harvest Moon style game with a bunch of my buddies and a game as brilliant as Stardew Valley is has led to so many great moments. I absolutely adore it. It is fantastic. Oh my god! I've enjoyed my ten hours with it. I've enjoyed, yeah, every every minute. Yeah, it's only really, it's only really done fun. the multiplayer. Can't attest to the single player. Have to imagine it'd be slightly less fun, but still a good time. Yeah. yeah. All right, number it's one. Sick. All right, we made it. We made it to Here our number go. ones. Holy crap! If you've listened to the show before, you probably know what my number one game of all time is. It has not changed oh, in a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> it's not changed. It is Shadow of the Colossus. You have all played this game. Uh, it's been my favorite ever since the PS2 era. Uh, if we're being specific, my top favorite game of all time is the remake because it is like the original but better in every way. Um, so I, uh, if we're if we are being specific, it is that one. This has been the game that has always been like my ideal game. When I think of the word game, I I see Wander, the main character, climbing a colossus and driving a sword into his head. Um, specifically the first Colossus. But it's a very simplistic story. Um, a lot of stuff is up for interpretation. You're dropped into this very vast expanse of a world that's fairly empty, except for these this collection of like 16 or so Colossus that you have to get on Colossi. your horse. Colossi. Oh my God. <laughs> Colossi. <laughs> and you have to get on your horse, which can be janky at times, and you just have to go find them. And... Once you get there, they're huge. It's a spectacle. Um, it's awe-inspiring moments where you have to figure out uh, the puzzle of climbing to the top of this colossus and somehow felling the beast. And once that happens, you are just teleported back to the temple and you just do that again and again and you get to the game and there's a twist and mm -hmm. the it ends and it's a really amazing game. And this was the game that I played that made me go, wow, 
video games, you know? I think that's what a lot of people's favorite video games are, is the game that made them stop and go, like, this is what video games can be. This is, like, amazing. How often do you come across these David and Goliath situations that are actually just so, so amazing to go through? And I think a lot of video games do that now with, like, boss fight gauntlets and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that comes from what Shadow of the Colossus did, you know, like just having such huge boss fight gauntlets and not a lot of other stuff. I know that the remake added some time attacks and time attacks stressed me out, so I haven't really delved into that. <laughs> and I I really want to replay this, the, the remake, because it has been way too long. I should be playing this game a lot more for it being my favorite game of all time. And I think about it a lot, but I've always got other stuff to play and it's always getting in my way. But um, overall, just... This this is the game for me. Yeah, I think that's a game where, like, you played it as a kid, and so that attachment has just grown. So when you played that remake, you're like, man, this is what it looked like to me when I was it's, a kid. It, that was what it was in my head, absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. like, Kevin and I, I think, both enjoyed that game, but I think with this remake, it's nearly impossible for us to ever have the attachment that you have since this game's been with you all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. My number one of all time. Oh, my God is a game that is two months old (laughs) but i think it deserves it we talked about it a lot and i think it's deserving super smash brothers ultimate is my favorite game of all time i've already put in over 100 hours and i think i've played probably six games a total of 100 hours ever Um, and most of them are smash bros games this game is just amazing the lead up to it, everyone is here. That reveal at E3 was incredible. When they showed the teaser trailer with the Inklings, I was on an airplane and I bawled my eyes out because of how excited I was for this game. Getting to write about it at E3 after I got to go hands-on with it was amazing. All the Nintendo Directs that revealed new characters was awesome. And then that release night where we went to GameStop, I was freaking out in line. You were there. Yeah. I was freaking out. I was looking at a jewelry case, and I was like, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one, and I want to wear them all. Just freaking out. Yeah. Just talking about whatever I saw. I was going crazy. I got the game in my hand, came out, and I did like a slide, like a like a guitar player does on a rock stage, like across the floor in the, in the mall in Moscow. It's like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> Went home, and it's just lived up to every expectation I had for it, except World of Light I don't like, but... I don't play Smash for the single-player modes. I play Smash for the gameplay, and this gameplay is just perfect. Great speed, a little faster than Smash 4, which is good in my book. The art style I love looks very polished and bright, and just the gameplay is just so amazing. I love playing it eight players. I love playing it one-on-one. I love Squad Strike. Squad Strike. I love it all. So good. It's just amazing, and Smash Bros. is my favorite game to play. If I could only play one game forever, it would be... Super Smash Brothers and Ultimate truly lives up to its name and is the ultimate Smash experience. Ultimate Smash experience. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I also very much love that game. Yeah, and after, I've always loved Smash. And after wanting it for just my 2018 was just about that. It was the announcement and from that moment on, that's what 2018 was about for you me. You cried during I the did. announcement. I did. <sighs> and the night we played it just I wish Kevin had been there, but he was in Japan. Yep. But just had a bunch of friends in, in my apartment just playing that game. I played until 4 a.m. that day. Just awesome. I played 70 hours in the first week. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what sure. is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. My number one was unchanged from last year. A game and a series that means so much to me as I look up to my shelf and see uh, some of the special editions I have of it, yep. of, of the games in the series. That being 
Yakuza 0. I think it is the best game in the series, and it has some stiff competition. I had Yakuza Kiwami 2 as an honorable mention. Yakuza 5 is fantastic. Yakuza 6 is a great send-off to the series. But there's something about Yakuza 0 with its side missions, with its main campaign, with the ability to play as Majima, which I didn't know I needed until I played the other games and was like, yo, where's the Majima side stuff? But for fans who have been playing up until that point, it's like, oh my God, I get to play as him. But he just oozes so much charisma. It's so cool to see his buildup, especially where, with where he is in Zero as to where he is later on in the series. I love all of the side content with the um, with the Cabaret Club and the real estate stuff. There is so much to do. And the thing that I hammer home so much about with the Oxa series is how interesting all of the side stuff is. There's so many games that the side content is, go grab this for me. All right, thanks. Here's some money or here's an item. But every single side thing you do in the Oxa games, like for Zero, everything is its own little story that you get to go through with each sub-story with the real estate missions, with the cabaret club, everything is its own condensed story on top of the fact that the main campaign, fantastic story with some of the most hype boss fights you will ever see, fight with Kuze in the sewers. Holy nuts. That The buildup with that music, I I mean, Zach, you played it, but oh, yeah. I, I played that music for Logan at one point. That, oh, the buildup when he's, when he's walking up. To, to start that fight, the music is incredible. Uh, oh, the Zero is absolutely fantastic, and it oozes style from the '80s setting that it's set in with the uh, with the dancing side stuff that I wish would come back. But oh, there there is so much to do, and I want to to go back and finish some of the other stuff because I never got around to finishing the uh, the Cabaret Club and the real estate side uh, side missions because. I had all the other games in the series to go play through. Uh, But Yakuza 0 holds a very special place in my heart for being the first game that I played really in a series that has come to be my favorite series of all time. Yakuza 0. So good. It's fantastic. So So good. good. Logan, you play it. You own it now. You do. I know. We all do. I'm trying, dude. Are you you trying? I, I have tried. How many Kingdom Hearts games are you planning on playing before Yakuza All of them. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it hurts me only a little bit. <laughs> oh, those games are so good. And I'm glad that they're getting the respect they deserve from people and that they're becoming more easily accessible on the PlayStation 4 with remakes of the first and second game and possibly HD remasters of 3, 4, and 5 on the horizon. Oof. I'm glad that everybody will have the opportunity to experience these games because they are fantastic and really not like anything else you'll ever play. Zach's putting on so. his jacket. He knows we're done. Uh, I'm just cold. <laughs> it's a cold life we live. <laughs> we have been going for a while. Yeah, dude. That's it. That's it. That is all right. That's top 10 games of all time. One year of Ode to Games. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this show. I also love this show. I don't listen to it, but I love it. You make I mean, it. You're I make it. it yeah. You're. you're you're subtly listening to it because you have to listen to what we're saying. I don't have to. We'll talk back. But I do. <laughs> Just bring up something random. He's yeah. like, I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, one year. I feel like it's been that long. It really doesn't. It's been flying by. We'll say that in another year. Yeah, pretty much. Well, here it is to 2019. Hopefully, we'll also only miss two shows 
We did pretty well this year. Two max. Uh, this last year, so hopefully we'll do well this year as well. Any final thoughts from you guys before we finish this extra long episode off? I think it's cool how many similar games we have in our top 10 list, but also how many completely different games we have. Like, it's our own influences on each other are clear in our top 10s, yep. but we also have our own individual things that the others haven't really experienced, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Bunch of different experiences. And listeners, you should play all these games. They're all really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just going to say it. Don't go play that random Japanese Ace Attorney I talked about for a little ah, bit. Yeah. Uh, play the first one. <laughs> <laughs> just grab any Ace Attorney off the shelf and give it a go. Yeah, yeah, anything else I recommended, you can just go play. Except Uncharted 4. It won't mean as much to you. If, so. pl- if you have a buddy, play a way out. Oh, yeah. You need a buddy. Yeah. I mean, you need a, you another person. You need a, a buddy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. People without friends cannot play this game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to have one friend to enter <laughs> and play. That's sad. Ooh, all right. I think that is going to do it. What is our runtime here? <laughs> Oh my god. One hour forty five minutes. Oh, Holy crap. That's All right. A long I'm gonna show. finish this off. That is way longer than any show we've done before. All right. That is gonna be it for this episode of Ode to Games. Episode fifty is in the books. Here is to another fifty and to the year of twenty nineteen. Should be another good year for the show. We're here every Friday on iTunes and other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're also on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com for Logan and Zach. I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening to this extra long episode of the podcast, and we'll catch you all next week.